Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Hannah, and we're the pastors at New Community Church. Yeah, and it's our hope that this message inspires you to take your next steps in your faith journey with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and enjoy the message. Come on, put your hands together if you're happy to be in church today. I love it. It's always good to be together and uh, just so glad. In fact, I want to take a minute. I know we welcomed our guests. We do have some special friends here of mine from our home church where we came from. Would you do me a favor and just welcome some of those friends that are here today? Come on. Let them know. They were part of sending us out. It's awesome. Very grateful. And then we've got some families that are watching online, especially some of our Atlee grads who were at prom last night. And uh, it's a big thing that Zach's here. You know, he he was at prom last night, and then he just loves Jesus so much he had to be at church in the morning. So big, big, big shout out to him. But we've got some watching online, and we're so glad you, you are doing that um, and just that we get to do that together. Hey, we're in this series, um, you know, Holy Shift, and I can't wait. I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this message, uh, to, to share this message with you. I think it's going to be so powerful, but I, I really just want to begin with this. Have you ever wondered if God agrees with your prayers? Right? I mean, I've, I, if I'm honest, I've prayed some pretty insane and ridiculous prayers in my life. Many of you know, uh, I have prayed a lot that God would let me see a tornado in real life. And um, my wife does not agree with that prayer. I don't know if God does, but so far, my wife does not. In fact, is anybody else just, I mean, that's a desire of yours? Yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. See, it's not that weird, okay? So we, seriously, I prayed that prayer before, and uh, my wife prays that I I don't see a tornado in real life, and so far, she's winning on that one. Uh, There was, uh, when we found out that we were pregnant with our third child, um, before we knew, uh, you know, what it was, actually super early on, Hannah said, hey, why don't we start praying for twins? And I said no. Um, so uh, I actually, this is a true story. I actually prayed that she would have the opportunity. I hate saying this. Don't. I prayed that she, <laughs> she wanted it. It wasn't on me. But I prayed that she'd have the opportunity to give birth naturally. And God answered my prayer and not her prayer about the twins on that one. So, you know, I don't know what you, uh, women are just leaving right now. I don't know what, no, so um, she asked for, I mean, she was, she said, yes, Lord. So, you know, anyways, um, I've also, um, right now uh, on our car, uh, the front, on our van, the, the paint on the front bumper has been chipping off and I found out how expensive it was to fix that. And so I've been praying. Anyone ever, be honest, you've prayed this prayer, Lord, let us get in a controlled but significant enough fender bender that their insurance company would pay for not that the pray please lord don't let the kids be in the car but would you just let it happen in a parking lot or something you know like just enough like just a little bit he can do a, a marvelous things and so that is a prayer i pray pretty much daily right now um when i'm in my neighborhood i just edge out just a little bit more you know just to see if somebody can swing me anyways no, seriously, lots of weird prayers. I think we all do this. We've all prayed weird prayers. In fact, um, I, it's funny. You can look up the, these prayers online called Dear Lord Prayers that are just kind of funny ones. I thought it'd be fun to look at some of these. I think prayers that probably God does not agree with. Um, this is one I think that he would be difficult to agree with. Dear Lord, please use this piece of cake for the nourishment and strengthening of my body. <laughs> Some of you guys have prayed that one. Here's one some people prayed this year. Dear Lord, please help Golden State win the finals in the name of Steph Curry. Amen. Amen. Not his brother, Seth, just so you know. Okay. Dear Lord, please don't let my husband be home when all of my online orders arrive. Please, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Dear Lord, as your humble servant, let me prove to you that winning the lottery won't change me. Listen, if God answers your prayer, I'd love to take you to lunch. So just let me know if that's something we can work out. Here's one that it's not funny to you, but it's funny to all of us when you pray that. (laughs) Dear Lord, help me be patient. And who knows, that's the day. <laughs> You'll learn some patience. Um, or, or you find out you're pregnant and you're going to have kids. So anyways, that's, <laughs> that's what that happens. This is my funny. This is a true story. Someone told me, and they told me they wrote this. They have a journal. They write down their prayers. And this was their prayer one week. They said, dear Lord, use me. And then a few weeks later, they literally wrote this. Dear Lord, help me. I'm feeling used. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like I said, we've, I mean, we've all prayed some funny prayers. We've all prayed some prayers. That I'm very glad that God did not agree with me. My wife is very glad that there has not been a tornado in the 23116 uh, right now. But, but there's also some significant prayers, some serious prayers, some serious questions we have where we're, we're trying to discern, like, God, what is best I mean, when it comes to picking the, the college or that career or that degree, like how do I know what's the best decision in this, this circumstance? Or maybe when it comes to trying to figure out when's the right time to move, when's the, the right time to kind of pivot in your career, or what, what, what about the right relationship to pursue, all those things. I mean, those are honest quest, honest places where we ask God, like how do I, what do I pray for? Um, what do I pray for? I have um, been in situations, and I know many of you have too, where you have someone you love that has received a serious life-threatening diagnosis. And, and you have this moment of tension. You say, Lord, am, do I pray for healing? Or do I, do I pray for comfort? Like, what's, what's best? What's the right answer? Like, which one? Does one have mean I have faith and the other one doesn't? Yeah, I mean, it's just... There could be a lot of questions that swirl when we have those kind of moments in our life. And I really think, I really think the tension we feel, the tension builds in that moment. When, when we're at a crossroads or, or a decision point that we just recognize, man, this could alter the direction and the trajectory of my life or our lives or their life. And in those moments, it just we, we really want to know, God, what, what's, the, what's the right thing? I think none of us want to make a wrong decision. Right? I mean, I mean, none of us want to pick a direction and, and start heading somewhere or, or select a destination that we end up heading somewhere we, we don't want to be, or maybe we end up becoming someone we never wanted to become. I, I think we can all relate to that. No matter what you believe, no matter where you are on kind of your faith journey, I think that's just a, a real thing we feel, a real tension we feel. And in those moments, we, we tend to, to go to God and say, God, how do I know? Like, how do I pray? How do I really understand, God, how, how to, what you want, what, what your plan is or your purpose? It's so funny. I don't know if you've, uh, if you ever had this conversation, if it's ever come up with you, um, with people who are not following Jesus. And maybe this is you. Maybe you're here and you, you're still not sure about that whole thing or Christianity. And, uh, but, but you just, you do find yourself praying. You know, you find yourself praying to maybe a God you, you're not very sure of, but you just, you're, you're just like, God, I, I need direction. I don't know. I, and, you, and you find yourself. There's lots of people. In fact, most people say, even atheists admit that often in those moments of critical decisions, they find themselves just praying. And I think it's something we're all there where we're asking for direction. We're asking for wisdom. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know how to pray? And how do you know the right direction to head? 
I think what's so incredible is that we as, we as Jesus followers, we have this promise we can hold on to that we, that we know, that we know that God, our good and heavenly God, he, he has a, a good and perfect and pleasing plan and purpose for our lives. But the problem is we don't know it, Right? Problem is, none of us are experienced enough or wise enough or, or we don't have enough discernment to really understand in those moments what, we can, what we're supposed to do. And, and that is the challenge. That's the crossroads that we're coming to. How do I know? How, how do I know, like, this is really the best? How do I know, God, this is your best for my life and for my future? And I just want to kind of ask you and maybe put something before you today. What if there was a way that you could know? And what if there was a way that you could pray 100% every time the will and the purpose of God over your life, over the ones you love? I'm telling you, that's not just an if. We're in this series we've called Holy Shift. And really the idea is this, and it's kind of the big idea I want to put before you, is that Jesus, he invites us. Not just into a life that's moving towards God, but really what Jesus invites us to do is to shift from that kind of perspective. Shift away from just a life moving towards God into a life with God. And the key, the key to that whole experience is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And what we've been talking about over the last few weeks is that it's our hope. Because for so many of us, this is a tricky conversation. This has been the crazy uncle in the corner that you, you just don't know it's there and you hope you, know, you don't eat whatever they brought to the, the get-together. Get you know, like that's, that's kind of how many people, even many Christians, will treat the Holy Spirit. And so we've been having this conversation to say, hey, you desperately need the Holy Spirit in your life because he is the key to everything that God designed and intended for you to experience. He's the key. And so what does it look like to invite him in? And, and today what I want to talk about is that when it comes to knowing the best, let me say it this way, when it comes to knowing and understanding God's best for you, when it comes to knowing and understanding God's purpose and God's plan, even God's will, you've heard that language, when it comes to knowing those things, the Holy Spirit is the key. And what I want to do today is I want to help you understand and really see. I, I want to get so practical today to help you understand how can you align yourself with the Holy Spirit in your prayers, but ultimately in your life that you're so closely connected with Him that you can walk step by step knowing exactly what God's best is and having the opportunity to choose that in your life. That's why I'm so excited for this message because I really want you to have that experience, not just hear some stories, not just be inspired, but I want you to have a life where you are walking lockstep with the Holy Spirit and being able to discern His best in every moment. Listen, it's not just a passion of mine, it's a promise of God's for you, especially, especially today for our grads in the room. I, I want you today, I want you to, to have this so deeply rooted in your heart that no matter where you go, no matter where you, life takes you, you're going to have some major crossroads in your next few months, in your next few years. And I want you to know exactly in those moments how to align yourself with God's best for you 
and to follow that word. So that's the heart. In fact, today's so important. I've done something I rarely do here at New Community, and I've given you a holy handout. Um, holy shift sometimes requires a holy handout. And here's why. I just I think this is something I, I want to teach you a way to pray and align yourself with this, the Holy Spirit. And, and I want you to have that with you. Like, stick it in your Bible. Our graduates today, they received a Bible. Uh, and and I, I just want... I want that to go in there. I want you, you know, stick it for all of us. You'd have that. If you'd rather keep this on your phone, you can. But just, just I'm asking you, lean into this because I'm telling you, if I knew a way to align myself with God's will every moment, I'd just lean into that hard. And so that's where I want to take you. That's why I spent $22 on holy handouts just for you. And so, uh, li- listen, I- I- I'm excited for today. And so, I just want you to, you know, turn to somebody next to you and say, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Come on, let's do this. I want to start us by looking at a passage, because really, this question, how do I understand God's best for me, that's not just, we're not the first people to wonder that. We're not the first people to ever think about, how do I really make sure I'm praying that in my life and praying that over my life? There, there's actually, uh, it's been a question that we've asked since the beginning of the church, in fact, in one of the earliest churches, it was a church in a city called Corinth, New Corinth Church, as I'm pretty sure they call it, it was Nuco. That's what I'm pretty sure. But, but they, they started a church, and they had this question. How do we know? In fact, they kind of posed it to the apostle Paul, and they said, Paul, like, it, nobody can know. I mean, they actually quoted in Old Testament scripture, they said, nobody can understand what God wants. Like, nobody can see, nobody can comprehend how great and massive God is, and, and especially how, nobody can understand or comprehend his plans. And Paul kind of jumps right into that conversation with it, saying, you're exactly right, nobody can know. In fact, let me show you this, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, You're right, as it's written in our Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. You're right, you're not experienced enough. You're right, you're not wise enough. You're right, you you cannot do enough. You cannot move towards God enough to know. There's no way. None of us. No one can do this. No ear has heard. No mind can conceive. But... But, and here, Paul introduces a shift. He says, but God has revealed those good things, those good purposes to us by his spirit. You're right. Nobody's experienced. Nobody's got the key. There's not a human on the planet that can really understand those things. But you don't have to be alone. In fact, the gospel is not just that Jesus came to save you for one day, but that the Holy Spirit is here to be with you today. That you don't ever have to live through another day alone. And this spirit, this spirit, what Paul says, this spirit is the one who can bring revelation to what God has for you, not just on the macro, not just in the big promises, but in the everyday micro step-by-step life. This is how Paul continues. It's incredible. I, I Just think about what he says. He says, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among, uh, who, who among men knows the thoughts of a man except that man's spirit within him? You, you don't know 
what I'm thinking. You don't know, like you can't, nobody, no, you, only my spirit, only my thought. And listen, then he says this. He says, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Think about that. The, the thoughts of God, the desires of God, the, the deep longings and passions in God's heart. Nobody knows that but the Spirit. Let, let me say it this way to you. Nobody knows the deep passions and thoughts and desires of God for you. Nobody knows the spirit, the, the will of God, the plan of God, the, the purposes of God, the very things God's designed you for, for you, except the Spirit. And he goes on to say, listen, this is what's so beautiful about what Jesus did for us. Because we haven't received a spirit of the world. We're not just living just like everyone else. No, but the spirit who is from God that we may understand. And I just want to pause because some of you have just felt like for, for years, you've, you've wanted to know God. You've, you've wanted to kind of embrace Jesus and Christianity, but you've just felt this barrier like, I just don't understand. I just, I, I, don't, I don't think you can understand. You just, you felt that way. I'm telling you, I'm telling you a promise that everything that Jesus did for you was so that you could understand. And today may be a day Today may be a day that God breaks through and helps you understand everything that God has freely given you. So powerful. So powerful to think about. About what it means to really align. In fact, this is why we are so passionate that you don't stiff arm the Holy Spirit in your life. Because if you do that, what you're doing is you're cutting off the very resource, the very being that God, that Jesus sent to you so that you could know and understand everything that God wants for you here and now. Everything that is good and pleasing and perfect. Because with God's will, you know what you find in those places? The favor of God, the goodness of God, come on, the peace of God, the freedom of God. That's what's there. That's what God wants for you. And so we're just, just saying, listen, lean into the very spirit that God wants to give you so that you can know those things. I'm telling you, if, if that's true, if that's true, then I want to do everything I can to lean in hard to the Holy Spirit and who he is. In fact, Jesus, Jesus said it this way. When he promised that he would send the Spirit to us, here's what Jesus said. He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He will guide you. It's a promise. It's not just an idea. He will guide you in all truth. And do you know something about this I love? You know what's better than directions? A guide, right? Like, <clears throat> first time I ever laid tile in a bathroom, I'm so glad that the mortar bag had directions for how to do that. But it was way better that my dad was there to tell me everything I was doing wrong while I was laying it, right? The mortar bag had no insight. <laughs> it's just true. I've tried to do, I, I, I've done so much to our vehicles to try to fix them by myself or with a Haynes manual. Anyone ever grow up with a Haynes manual? You know, auto, I mean, you just feel like a, a, a man, you know, buying that thing for $1.99 from Advanced Auto Parts. And then, you know, about four hours into your project, 
You had directions, but you have now sufficiently, you know, dissembled your vehicle, right? And that's, and you're like, okay, we're going to go spend a couple hundred dollars to get this fixed. Or sometimes I had a buddy named Adam, and he was really good at this. He was, he, he had done this a lot. He had broken a lot of his cars, so he know how to fix mine. And so I would say, hey, Adam, come over. And it was always better when I had a guide there to show me how to do the things I was trying to do. Um, we've got, I don't know if you know this, at New Community, we've got 12 new babies coming this year. Kind of crazy, uh, kind of crazy. Lots of new babies, lots of new parents. We had a brand new baby just born last week in our team. And you know, uh, you're there for, in the hospital for a few days, and then right before they release you, you have to go through an orientation. Uh, if, you've been, if it's been a while, or if you aren't there yet, just to prep you. And they give you all these papers about how to make sure you don't kill your baby. You know, like, like this is how you put them in a car seat, and this is what, if, if they turn this color, you need to bring them back. You know, like just simple things. And, and the papers are great directions. But you know what's so much better than that orientation in those papers? Is when you can call your mom or you can call your mother-in-law or when you can call your sister and say, what is going on with this child? They will not stop crying. Right? You know, it's so much better not just to have directions, but to have a guide. And, and I need you to lean in with me. This is not my idea. This is... Jesus' word, so don't hurt me on this. God gave you the scriptures, and they're so good. But Jesus said it's better that you have a guide. Think about that. Jesus said, I do want you to have my words. I want you to have a written history of what I've done and my principles and my promises. But there's something better than just directions and guidelines. I'm going to send my guide to be with you. And you know that 10 out of 10 times, it's so much better to have a guide than just directions. That's what God wants you to experience with his Holy Spirit. That's the holy shift. Not just that you're following some list, but you have a God inside of you, a God with you who is leading you step by step. Is this helping? Is this kind of lighting a fire in your soul to get close to him? Because I'm telling you, he's a good God who sends a good God who will lead you into all truth. I've said this to you before, but I just want you to have it again just to put it in your hearts. God gave us his scripture to be our guidelines. But listen, there's something even better. He gives us his Holy Spirit to be our guide, to be our guide. And we want to be a new community that's not just following instructions or directions, but we're walking step by step with the God who knows everything he has prepared, not just for us, not just for you, but even for those in our community who still do not know him. Yeah? That's the heartbeat. We, we've got to lean in close to this Holy Spirit. And when it comes to prayer, when it comes to praying, you know what's so beautiful is prayer is the very space. It's the, it's the environment where we access really the revelation of God's perfect and best will for our lives. Prayer's where that happens. And that's why I think Paul, in another letter to another church, he says this. Listen, make sure that you're praying in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. All, that word time actually means seasons. In every season of your life, 
When, when you're young, when you're, when you're in high school and you're, you're trying to figure out what's next, when you're in college, when you, when you get married, when you have kids, when, when your kids are in middle school, and then, then when they're in high school, and then when they start borrowing your clothes, and then when they start borrowing your car, and when they start mowing your lawn, thank you, Lord. And so, you know, in every season, in the season when they're out of your house, and in the seasons of life when you're going through financial hardship or when you're on the mountaintops, in every season and on every occasion, pray in the spirit pray in the spirit what does that mean really this is what paul's saying don't ever pray anything just based on what you want just based on your own ideas just based on kind of what you think should happen no align yourself find a way to align yourself to invite him in you want to know the key to praying in the spirit this is the key it's about listening more than speaking it's about listening more than speaking. And God is a God who, with words, created everything we see. He created you, and we've seen him speak to thousands of people in multiple generations and nations and languages speaking personally to them, and I'm telling you, he can speak to you. Why? Why? Because Jesus promised it, that that spirit of truth has come for you. And so I just want to finish today. It's really simple. But on the back of that handout, I just want to walk you through how do you pray in the spirit, or maybe a better way or clear way for you to understand that question, how do I pray and how do I pray and align myself with God's will? How do I pray in such a way that I can in every moment? And I'm telling you, listen to me. I've done this process. I've done this personally in my prayer times. I've done this with Hannah on the couch in so many different scenarios. I've done that. We've done this with our kids when they were little. At this age, we do it with them, teaching them how to hear the voice of God. I, I've done this with teams, with missions teams, with small all our small group leaders. We do this with our lead team who helps lead this church. We do this once a month with them. I've done this in so many different environments. I've done this in living rooms with people. I've done this uh, sitting at a hospital bed beside beside a hospital bed with families this is something i'm just telling you it's so simple there's nothing to it it's nothing magical but i think it just helps put us in alignment with what the spirit of god can do and how he can speak and so just lean in with me for the next few moments and let's receive these steps i want to give these to you you've got blanks there if you want to fill them in here's the first one first step whenever i, I go to prayer in this way here's the first thing i do i lay down my own agendas because nine times out of ten, when I'm coming into prayer, I'm coming with something I, I'm thinking about. I'm something I want. It's a solution I've already been, you know, like thinking about for a few hours or a few days or a few months. Uh, some of you feel like, man, I, I don't even pray because I don't even know what to bring up. That's great. You don't have to. See, step one. So you, you just lay down your own agendas. So it's literally, I mean, just going in and saying, God, this is what, this is what I think I should do with our finances, but... I realize I'm just a steward of what you've given me, so I'm just laying down what I think. God, this is where my kids are frustrating me, and this is where we're button heads, and this is what I've tried to do over and over, and it's not working, and I just, I need to lay down that approach. I need to lay down what I think about that. I need to lay down where I'm mad about that. Just lay down that agenda. God, this is what the news is saying. 
This is what my employer is saying. This is what the forecasters and the economy is saying. But I just, I just lay all that down. I lay all that down. First step, you just got to lay down your own agendas. Jesus modeled this prayer so perfectly to us. In one of the most painful moments, right before the cross, he said this prayer. He said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Listen, I'm telling you, if you will begin every prayer that way, it'll change and align yourself. Align yourself to hear from the spirit of truth. Let me keep moving. Number two, after you've laid down your agendas, you invite God's spirit to speak. And, and there's nothing magical to that. There's, there's no formula. There's no words. I've actually, on that handout, I've given you a, kind of a prayer. You can pray for one and step one and step two. I, I just did that to help you if you've never done that. But I'm telling you that really it's just, it's this. It's a choice of the will and it's a choice of faith. Jesus, you said, you said you're going to send a spirit of truth. You, you said that this is, this is part of the life I'm supposed to experience. So I'm just going to invite your spirit to come and speak. And I'm telling you, I've never been in a situation where God has not spoken, when that prayer has been uttered. Number three, this is really the key. This is what I said is the key. Number three, wait and listen. Listen. And when you're in that posture of waiting before the Lord, I want to give you a pro tip and I want to give you a promise. Let's start with a promise. You can trust that God is going to speak to you like he has spoken to other people throughout scripture. And, and rarely do you see God's voice being audible in scripture, right? It's rare that it happens. But what you do see is often God's spirit will compel or will prompt or will move in someone's spirit. Like they, they know in their mind, they know in their heart, man, I just, I've got to make this decision. I've got to move this direction. Paul was moved by the Spirit to go to Macedonia. There was uh, Peter was one who was moved by the Spirit to share the gospel with uh, a Roman soldier. Philip was, was called by the Spirit, and he felt like, I just got to go. I, I've, God's calling me to head towards Ethiopia. There's something there he has for me. There, there's just this, uh, this litany of examples, proven experiences, ordinary people hearing the voice of God in an undeniable way and following him. And God speaking to them with words or sometimes in, in pictures or, or some would say dreams, but just pictures in their minds. Or maybe there's a word that God would give someone and, and they just know, they know that, that like, that's where they are. Uh, like that, that's where they have to be. You see that all over in scripture, through words, through scripture, and through pictures that God has spoken to his people. It's not just a proven experience though. It's a promised one. And I'm telling you that God, God is a God who will speak to you and give you direction because he cares about you and he cares about your life. And sometimes God will say go and sometimes God will say stop. Sometimes God will say when. Sometimes God will say where or what. Sometimes God will say yes. Sometimes God will say no. And sometimes, maybe other times, God will just share something with you so that you can know I'm in the right spot. I'm moving in the right direction. It's just confirmation. It's not like, it's not directional. It's not, hey, this is what you should eat today. You know, it's just confirmation. Hey, I'm with you. You're heading in the right direction. Like I said, I've done this with a lot of, of people and a lot of different teams. And I really felt like the Lord told me to share this one, which is funny because 
I've shared lots of stories. I mean, like I said, I've been in living rooms with grieving families and asked the Lord for a word, and he's spoken right there, a word of comfort, a word that I, a scripture I could share. I've, I, I've been at bedsides, and I've walked with families and say, hey, what's the word of the Lord? Is he saying we need to pray for healing? Is he saying we pray for comfort? What do we do in this moment? I, I've stood with families in faith and in, in a choice of the will to trust and follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But there was this one summer, uh, I was, I was, leading a mission trip to Russia with a team. And I've led many mission trips to lots of different nations, but this was the first time I'd ever been to Russia. And we were partnering with a local church and a missionary there to help them host their first ever youth camp. This was a couple years ago, and it was way out in Siberia. And so something we did uh, while we were preparing, because we kind of knew, we had some plans and, and, and preparations, and our team, we met for weeks before we left to put all that together. <clears throat> but we also, we took time to pray and to say, God, God, what do you want to say? How can we know that we're heading in the right direction? And so we did these, these steps. I'm teaching you right here. We did these steps together, and there was this one day, this team, we were praying and after we would pray and you felt like God spoke something, we'd just say, okay, what do you feel like God's saying? Let, let's just share it together. And, and so people began sharing. And we had three different people. We, we were praying quietly. There was no, like, no music, no noise. Like, there was nothing like that. And, and three different people felt like God gave them a picture of a butterfly or butterflies. And these were not three- and four-year-old little girls at preschool. <clears throat> like, grown men that are like, I just see a butterfly. I'm like... That's weird. You know, like I, I didn't understand, but I just thought, you know what? And this is something we did. And here's my pro tip for you in this step, step three. When you're waiting and listening, it's easy to get distracted and start scrutinizing and criticizing and, and wondering, like, is that really God? Is that, I, I don't know. Like, what, what we just tell people is just write it down. If you have to strike through it in a few minutes because it, it's weird, that's fine. <laughs> but just write it down and let God continue to speak. And so what we said is, okay. Because it's not one of you, but it's three of you, we're just going to write that down, and we're going to hold on to that word. And someone kind of shared a little bit of why they thought that was important for us. And we actually, we had like these t-shirts that we designed for the mission team. We actually had a butterfly on the t-shirt. Uh, it was kind of weird, and you know, again, like grown adults, but whatever. It's like, hey, we're moving forward. So anyways, fast forward. First day of the trip, at 18 hours on the plane getting to Russia, a crazy situation happened in Moscow. We barely made our connecting flight. It was super weird. Um, it just really rattled all of us. We get to Siberia. We're three hours on a bus to this camp out in the middle of nowhere. I'm just thinking about Red Dawn. You guys know the movie. Like, I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like, what do we do? I don't know who, I don't know anybody. We're not connected to anyone. And no, I kid, kid you not, we pull into that campground, and there's this field. I can still see it in my mind today. There's this massive grass field right here on the, on the right side as we're driving into the campground, and hundreds, hundreds of butterflies take off at once and just fill the sky, and our bus got so quiet. <laughs> we all looked at each other like, are you kidding me? Why would God, why, why, why? I mean, it's just weird, right? Like, is that weird or is that, I'll tell you what it did for our team who are halfway around the globe in Siberia at a crazy camp with weird bathrooms, lunch meat that was a little sus. Like, I, it, was, it was a weird experience, but you know what? 
we knew the moment we drove on that ground, God is with us. And we're going to have weird lunch, and we're going to use weird bathrooms, but God's here, and we're going to expect him to move. And I'm telling you, it was a crazy week. That week, we had so many students connect and make a decision for Jesus that day. But here's really the, what's incredible about that. We were working with that local church, and they got a vision for what they could do in their community and with kids who weren't connected to the church from then on out. And so now, for the last 17 years, they've hosted a sports camp at this campsite for community kids to come and learn about Jesus through sports. Thousands of lives, literally thousands of Russian students have come to faith in Jesus Christ because of that. Can you put your hands together and celebrate that? So here's what I'll tell you. I don't think that's all happened because of some butterflies. But I think God just needed a way for us to know without a shadow of a doubt, God's with us and he's here. And I just believe that the Holy Spirit is eager to speak to you in a way that you would know that he's with you and he's here. So you lay down your thoughts and you you invite him to speak. And then when he speaks, you write it down. You're not committing to anything. You write down that scripture. You write down that word. Maybe, Maybe he does give you a picture. You write it down. You just put it there. And then here's the fourth thing. It's so important. You test it. You test it. Scripture is so clear. In 1 Thessalonians, it says, listen, don't, don't, don't stifle the Holy Spirit and don't deny that God can speak through people, but test everything and hold on to what is good. So I just want to show you. It's on your handout, but here's how I test it. Here's my rubric, what I look through. Number one, does it align with Scripture? Is what God's saying align with Scripture? That's so important because Scripture is God's primary voice. It is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so anything he's going to speak to you now is going to align with what he has spoken to others then. It's his primary voice. And it's there that we learn to understand and recognize God's tone and the promises he speaks and his intents. Does it align with Scripture? Number two, does it elevate the authority of Jesus in my life? Does it cause me to follow him and surrender to him in a greater way? Number three, it, does it make me more like Jesus? I had a situation I was praying about, just a, a, a conflict that I'm walking through professionally with someone, and, and I'm walking through this, and I'm, I'm mad, and I'm angry, and I've got all these things I want to say, and I, I prayed, and I knew I shouldn't have prayed, but I prayed, and I asked God, well, what would you want me to say? And he said some words that I was like, that is so like you, but it's not like me. <laughs> but I knew, I knew it was the word of the Lord. Does it make me more like Jesus? Number four, does it resonate with your soul? There's this moment where the Apostle Paul, you can read it in Acts, where he's he's feeling called to move out and share the gospel in other cities and with other people. And the Spirit speaks through this church he was a part of at Antioch. And he says, you know what? It felt good to me and to our spirits that we should follow this word. And there's just times when God is going to use who you are and he's going to use what he's already done in your life to confirm and affirm how he's leading you forth. Good? You good with that? And then number five, are there other people in your life that affirm this word? Are there other people that affirm it? That's why we are so big on encouraging people to to hear God's voice in groups, to 
Don't just do this alone, but take time to really listen, to lean into God's spirit, to to hear what he has to say, to do it with your small group, to do it with your team, to, to find people that you can practice hearing God's voice because he is a God who speaks and he has sent you his spirit to speak. And then really the fifth one, it looks like I didn't give you the, the blank on the screen, but I want to give it to you here. It's agree to it and follow it. And really this is the hardest one. This is the kicker. This is where though you're kind of moving towards God. And this is where the shift happens to where you're living with God, where you've not just taken time to kind of lay down what you think, but you've taken time to listen to his voice, listen to his spirit, and and now comes the moment, am I going to follow, am I going to agree and follow with what God is speaking? And I'm just praying that you would have a moment when God speaks to your spirit and you would say these words to him. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me. Go ahead and put that scripture up, Hunter, for us. I am the Lord's servant. May your words to me be fulfilled. That's a prayer that was first uttered by a teenage girl when the Holy Spirit began to speak to her and reveal to her a plan for God to come and cause a child to be conceived that would be the savior of the world. What a crazy, crazy idea. And yet she had a moment where she chose to say, yes, I'll follow. I'll agree. I am your servant and I'm willing I'm willing to let your word to me be fulfilled. And because of her, yes, our entire world has changed. And I'm just begging you to ask the question, what could God do through you? What could God do if you truly laid down your own thoughts and your own agendas and you really made room for him to speak I know for some of you, this is where you're just, you're just unsure. Like, could God really do that? I'm telling you, why not ask him? Why not ask him to speak? Why not ask him to come? He's a good God who is sending his good gift to you. And you can trust. You can trust in his good and perfect and pleasing will. Just imagine what God could do through you. Would you stand with us today? I just want to finish, and and really, here's my one challenge for today. Super simple. I just want you to find 10 minutes, 15 minutes max this week at your home, maybe this afternoon, maybe, maybe sometime. Maybe you'll do it alone. Maybe you do it with your spouse or with your family. But just walk through this list, and would you just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you? And here's what I'm asking you to do. Just start by writing it down. Just write down what he's saying. Because I just believe 
God's not going to utter anything that he's not going to be willing to follow up on, to finish, to complete. God is not a God you have to fear. And he has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of truth and a spirit of love. And he wants to do something new and fresh in you. He wants to speak to you. Would you just open your hands, close your eyes today. I want to pray that over you as we finish today. Lord Jesus, I'm just asking today, I'm asking your Holy Spirit to come to every person here. And would you come and speak and bring your word of truth to every one of them. They need to know it in every season. They need to know it in every occasion. God, time and time and time again, they need to hear your word. God, they need to have it confirmed. They need to see it and hear it so that they can walk with you. Holy Spirit, we're just praying and inviting you to come. And God, we're saying in our hearts, we're laying down our own agendas. We're laying down our own thoughts. And we're making room for you to come. So come and have your way. Come on, would you just pray this prayer? Pray this to your heavenly Father right here. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you further. And the best way to do that is at our website, thenewcommunity.church, where you can connect to our small groups, find other resources, and even give to the work God's doing through New Community.